This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Have you ever wondered if your cultural lens affects the way you read and interpret scripture? For example, when Paul exhorted women to dress modestly, what did he really mean? Stick around after today's Bible reading to find out. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16, beginning at verse 1. The intentions of the heart belong to a man, but the answer of the tongue comes from the Lord. All a person's ways seem right in his own opinion, but the Lord evaluates the motives. Commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will be established. The Lord has worked everything for his own ends, even the wicked for the day of disaster. The Lord abhors every arrogant person. Rest assured that they will not go unpunished. Through loyal love and truth, iniquity is appeased. Through fearing the Lord, one avoids evil. When a person's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he even reconciles his enemies to himself. Better to have a little with righteousness than to have abundant income without justice. A person plans his course, but the Lord directs his steps. The divine verdict is in the words of the king. His pronouncements must not act treacherously against justice. Honest scales and balances are from the Lord. All the weights in the bag are his handiwork. Doing wickedness is an abomination to kings, because a throne is established in righteousness. The delight of a king is righteous counsel, and he will love the one who speaks uprightly. A king's wrath is like a messenger of death but a wise person appeases it. In the light of the king's face, there is life, and his favor is like the clouds of the spring rain. How much better it is to acquire wisdom than gold, to acquire understanding is more desirable than silver. The highway of the upright is to turn away from evil. The one who guards his way safeguards his life. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. It is better to be lowly in spirit with the afflicted than to share the spoils with the proud. The one who deals wisely in a matter will find success, and blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. The one who is wise in heart is called discerning, and kind speech increases persuasiveness. Insight is like a life-giving fountain to the one who possesses it, but folly leads to the discipline of fools. A wise person's heart makes his speech wise, and it adds persuasiveness to his words. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. 
There is a way that seems right to a person, but its end is the way that leads to death. A laborer's appetite has labored for him, for his hunger has pressed him to work. A wicked scoundrel digs up evil, and his slander is like a scorching fire. A perverse person spreads dissension, and a gossip separates the closest friends. A violent person entices his neighbor and then leads him down a path that is terrible. The one who winks his eyes devises perverse things, and one who compresses his lips has accomplished evil. Gray hair is like a crown of glory. It is attained in the path of righteousness. Better to be slow to anger than to be a mighty warrior, and one who controls his temper is better than one who captures a city. The dice are thrown into the lap, but their every decision is from the Lord. Isaiah chapter 60 through Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah 60 beginning at verse 1. Zion's future splendor. Arise, shine, for your light arrives. The splendor of the Lord shines on you. For look, darkness covers the earth, and deep darkness covers the nations, but the Lord shines on you. His splendor appears over you. Nations come to your light, kings to your bright light. Look all around you. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from far away, and your daughters are escorted by guardians. Then you look and smile. You will be excited and your heart will swell with pride. For the riches of distant lands will belong to you and the wealth of nations will come to you. Camel caravans will cover your roads. Young camels from Midian and Ephah. All the merchants of Sheba will come, bringing gold and incense and singing praises to the Lord. All the sheep of Kedar will be gathered to you. The rams of Nebaioth will be available to you as sacrifices. They will go up on my altar acceptably and I will bestow honor on my majestic temple. Who are these who float along like a cloud, who fly like doves to their shelters? Indeed, the coastlands look eagerly for me. The large ships are in the lead, bringing your sons from far away, along with their silver and gold, to honor the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has bestowed honor on you. Foreigners will rebuild your walls. Their kings will serve you. Even though I struck you down in my anger, I will restore my favor and have compassion on you. Your gates will remain open at all times. They will not be shut during the day or at night, so that the wealth of nations may be delivered with their kings leading the way. Indeed, nations or kingdoms that do not serve you will perish. Such nations will definitely be destroyed. The splendor of Lebanon will come to you, its evergreens, firs, and cypresses together to beautify my palace. I will bestow honor on my throne room. The children of your oppressors will come bowing to you. All who treated you with disrespect will bow down at your feet. They will call you the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. You were once abandoned and despised with no one passing through, but I will make you a permanent source of pride and joy to coming generations. You will drink the milk of nations. You will nurse at the breasts of kings. Then you will recognize that I, the Lord, am your deliverer, your protector, the powerful one of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring you gold. Instead of iron, I will bring you silver. Instead of wood, I will bring you bronze. Instead of stones, I will bring you iron. I will make prosperity your overseer and vindication your sovereign ruler. Sounds of violence will no longer be heard in your land or the sounds of destruction and devastation within your borders. You will name your walls deliverance and your gates praise. The sun will no longer supply light for you by day, nor will the moon's brightness shine on you. The Lord will be your permanent source of light. The splendor of your God will shine upon you. Your sun will no longer set. Your moon will not disappear. The Lord will be your permanent source of light. Your time of sorrow will be over. 
all your people will be godly. They will possess the land permanently. I will plant them like a shoot. They will be the product of my labor through whom I reveal my splendor. The least of you will multiply into a thousand. The smallest of you will become a large nation. When the right time comes, I, the Lord, will quickly do this. Isaiah 61. The Lord will rejuvenate his people. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, because the Lord has chosen me. He has commissioned me to encourage the poor, to help the brokenhearted, to decree the release of captives and the freeing of prisoners, to announce the year when the Lord will show his favor, the day when our God will seek vengeance, to console all who mourn, to strengthen those who mourn in Zion by giving them a turban instead of ashes, oil symbolizing joy instead of mourning, a garment symbolizing praise instead of discouragement. They will be called oaks of righteousness, trees planted by the Lord to reveal his splendor. They will rebuild the perpetual ruins and restore the places that were desolate. They will reestablish the ruined cities, the places that have been desolate since ancient times. Foreigners will take care of your sheep. Foreigners will work in your fields and vineyards. You will be called the Lord's priests, servants of our God. You will enjoy the wealth of nations and boast about the riches you receive from them. Instead of shame, you will get a double portion. Instead of humiliation, they will rejoice over the land they receive. Yes, they will possess a double portion in their land and experience lasting joy. For I, the Lord, love justice and hate robbery and sin. I will repay them because of my faithfulness. I will make a permanent covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations, their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will recognize that the Lord has blessed them. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. I will be overjoyed because of my God, for he clothes me in garments of deliverance. He puts on me a robe symbolizing vindication. I look like a bridegroom when he wears a turban as a priest would. I look like a bride when she puts on her jewelry. For just as the ground produces its crops and a garden yields its produce, so the sovereign Lord will cause deliverance to grow and give his people reason to praise him in the sight of all the nations. New Testament reading, Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 43. Jesus walks the road to Emmaus. Now that very day, two of them were on their way to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about all the things that had happened. While they were talking and debating these things, Jesus himself approached and began to accompany them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Then he said to them, what are these matters you are discussing so intently as you walk along? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have happened there in these days? He said to them, What things? The things concerning Jesus the Nazarene, they replied, a man who with his powerful deeds and words proved to be a prophet before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Not only this, but it is now the third day since these things happened. Furthermore, some women of our group amazed us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back and said they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see him. So he said to them, You foolish people, how slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. Wasn't it necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and enter into his glory? 
Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things written about himself in all the scriptures. So they approached the village where they were going. He acted as though he wanted to go farther, but they urged him, Stay with us, because it is getting toward evening, and the day is almost done. So he went in to stay with them. When he had taken his place at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. At this point, their eyes were open and they recognized him. Then he vanished out of their sight. They said to each other, Didn't our hearts burn within us while he was speaking with us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? So they got up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and those with them gathered together and saying, The Lord has really risen and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how they recognized him when he broke the bread. Jesus makes a final appearance. While they were saying these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. But they were startled and terrified, thinking they saw a ghost. Then he said to them, Why are you frightened, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. It's me. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones like you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his feet and his hands. And while they still could not believe it because of their joy and were amazed, he said to them, Do you have anything here to eat? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it in front of them. Mark chapter 16, verses 12 through 13. After this, he appeared in a different form to two of them. While they were on their way to the country, they went back and told the rest, but they did not believe them. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God, I thank you. Thank you that you are the sovereign Lord. God, I just thank you for this message, oh God, of just deliverance and restoration and the permanence of your deliverance and the permanence of your restoration, oh God. I mean, even the permanence of our salvation, oh God. I just thank you so much, oh God, that when you do something, you do it well. And what you do cannot be undone. And that is good news for us, oh God. We are grateful and we look forward and we anticipate the full manifestation of the world to come, O oh God, where every tear will be uh, wiped away, where oppression will cease, where the poor and the widow uh, um, will sing songs of gladness, uh, where they truly will become the first, O oh God, and the first last, O oh Lord God. Just thank you. Thank you for the promises of the restoration to come, O oh God. And I thank you for the testimony of Jesus appearing to the disciples, oh God, uh, on the road to Emmaus after his resurrection. Thank you, oh God, for this clear testimony here in the scriptures, oh God, that Jesus did indeed rise from the dead three days later. God, and I thank you that Jesus did not rise as a ghost, but it was a bodily resurrection. That's why Jesus could say, look at my hands, look at my feet. Do you have anything to eat? And he was able to eat food right in front of them to show them the reality and the truth and the proof that he did indeed rise from the dead. Oftentimes, oh God, when we think about Jesus, because we weren't there, sometimes people forget that Jesus rose in his body. He did not rise as a ghost. This matters, oh God, for our salvation, because if he did not rise from the dead in his body, then we would not be redeemed. 
There's no such thing as partial redemption, oh God. It has to be a full redemption. And I thank you, oh God, that we are fully redeemed. We are blood-bought because of the death, the burial, and the resurrection, the bodily resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank you, oh God, that King Jesus, our great high priest, is seated at your right hand right now in his body, seated and making intercession for us now. Thank you, oh God, that we are continually on your mind. Would you help us, oh God, keep us pure. Keep us walking in the way, in the narrow path, until our faith is made sight. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. In their book, Misreading Scripture with Western Eyes, biblical scholars Brandon O'Brien and E. Randolph Richards shed light on the ways that Western readers often misunderstand the cultural dynamics of the Bible. When Paul exhorted women to dress modestly, he was likely not referring to racy clothing, but instead, he was most likely concerned about economic modesty, that Christian women not flaunt their wealth through expensive clothes, braided hair, and gold jewelry. Getting beyond our cultural assumptions is increasingly important for being Christians in our interconnected and globalized world. Learn to read scripture as a member of the global body of Christ with the book, Misreading Scripture with Western Eyes. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, The Word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.